It has been our tradition here at St. Joseph's for, for many, many years that on Mother's Day and Father's Day, we invite some mothers to come and speak on Mother's Day and fathers to speak on Father's Day. It gives me great pleasure to invite Daniel Love to come forward to give us a reflection on Father's Day. He has been instrumental in the great success of our food pantry that is uh, last year served 1,000 families alone. And Dan has managed this and, and helped the Knights of Columbus do a wonderful job serving the most vulnerable. So it is very fitting that we would invite Dan Love to please come forward and give a reflection today. Please give him a more warm welcome. Good morning, everyone. My name is Dan Love, and I've been asked to share a reflection on fatherhood with everyone today. Now to start, I've been a Catholic for 37 years and a parishioner here at St. Joe's since 1997. So I've been blessed to be part of the St. Joe's community for 25 years. Several weeks ago, I got a call from Father Martin, and he asked if I would share my thoughts on fatherhood this morning during the homily time. And I said immediately, no way. <laughs> I'm not great at public speaking. I'd rather let my hands and, and actions do the talking. But how can you say no to Father Martin and his great smile? Now, if he'd asked me to stand here and spend time giving you or telling you or, or I guess sharing with you my 1,000 lame dad jokes, I'd be good at that. And a matter of fact, I've been ripened them, I have ripened them into lame granddad jokes at a whole new level. My five grown children would agree that those corny jokes are one of my gifts. Yes, I have five children. They're Daniel Jr., Thomas Clinton, John Patrick, and then Maggie or Margaret Ellen is watching us live stream through Brooklyn, New York, and then my son Connor, who I call Big C, is watching us from Bend, Oregon. Now, you should know I was promoted to the rank of grandfather eight years ago when my grandson, Giovanni Daniel, was brought into this world. Julie and I now have two beautiful uh, daughters-in-law, Kristen and Angelica, who have blessed us with 3.3 grandchildren. That's Giovanni, Gabriella, and Valerie, and then we have a blessed one coming this fall. So I can't wait for the fourth. I would say my journey as a father began 39 years ago when I married my lovely bride, Julie. I remember standing in front of the altar with Julie and hearing Father Joe Graffis say something like, are you willing to accept children lovingly from God and bring them up according to the law of Christ in his church? Now that was a powerful moment for me because I was thinking, trying to turn my page, how could that happen? I'm a Lutheran. What's going to, how's it going to work? But another part of me was saying, this is an amazing gift that I will do everything I can to fulfill that promise. And fortunately, the grace I received during the sacrament of matrimony helped me to make that happen. And needless to say, shortly after that, I was fully received into the church. Now let me diverge from my fatherhood journey talk for just a moment because today is the solemnity of the body and blood of Christ, Corpus Christi. 
we are reminded of the gracious gift of God to us in the Blessed Sacrament, the gift of the Eucharist, when we truly eat his body and drink his blood. This gift shows us just how God, how much God loves us and provides for us both spiritually and temporally, as any good father would. And most importantly, it reminds us of how far God will go for our benefit. However, it was truly profound to me because at my wedding, Father Graffus allowed and invited me to receive the body and the blood of Christ for the very first time, and even though I was a Lutheran. This unconditional act of love and acceptance, along with the nourishing grace of the sacrament, has truly been the fuel for my mission as a Catholic man and a father. So the reality that we celebrate the solemnity of Corpus Christi today and fatherhood is truly amazing to me. It as clearly shows that these two celebrations of fatherhood and the gift of the Eucharist are beautifully intertwined. As fathers, we continually nourish our families, such as Jesus continually nourishes us through the Eucharist. And if you reflect on the readings the church gives you today, all of them speak about either giving or offering something to someone. And that's pretty much what the journey of fatherhood is all about. Now, I know that many of us were blessed with great fathers growing up, and while others were not, I fall into the latter category. My father was not present in my life while I was growing up, even though we lived in the same house. Um, I was 18 years old when he passed away, so I didn't really have any blueprint for what a good father should be. I dreamed of what I'd like a father to be, but I was blessed because I had two wonderful mentors in my life, my friend Marty Haynes' dad, Kenneth Haynes, and my father-in-law, Clint Sly, who were wonderful teachers of inclusivity and unconditional love. But most importantly, I had my faith, and I was aware of God the Father, who was along with the Holy Spirit with me, always guiding me for these many years. So today I'd like to share four thoughts and what it takes to fulfill God's mission as fathers. First thought, you cannot be a good Catholic father without a great Catholic wife, who is the patience of Job and the blessed mother to help you grow. I've been blessed to have my wife, Julie, as such a person. She's been my rock and my ups and downs as raising our five beautiful children, and I call her the CFFO, the Chief Family Faith Officer. While I traveled the world and worked hard to provide the things they needed, she was there every day making sure our children did their homework and got a great Catholic education. Julie knew, also, Julie knew the importance of a father being a good role model for her children, especially having four boys. You can imagine what that's like. So she took every opportunity to volunteer me for any and all school and parish events. That's how I got started recruiting. Um, she really felt that it's important for my children to see me do God's work, because you have to be that as a, as a father, as a great role model. And she still affirms me daily in all my fatherly endeavors, and she still laughs at my lame dad jokes while she rolls her eyes. Thanks, Jules, I love you. Second, being a father is a vocation, and that has no end. That means being a man who teaches his children what they need to learn to get to heaven. Just as Jesus went from village to village teaching, fathers are called to actively teach the gospel values through their example to their children. 
I worked with them in a variety of service opportunities whenever I could. As an example, at our last parish many years ago at St. Margaret Mary's in Nina, Wisconsin, Julie and I had our, had our boys and our daughters helping us at the parish event run the children's games. And here at St. Joe's, we had them do youth mission trips with Deacon Denny Mudd and Ronnie Mudd, where they served those the less fortunate. I really believe that these experiences left everlasting imprints on each of my children's lives, and I believe it strengthened their faith in God because they were doing God's work. Today, in my retirement phase, I'm blessed with many opportunities to serve her at St. Joe's and through the Knights of Columbus. I chose to do that. I chose to do those things that teach my grown children to serve Christ and his church by doing God's corporal works of mercy. My passion is feeding those who are hungry and in need of food, and that I witness every day at our food pantry. I tell my children that still live here in Chicago, hey, come help me sow Christmas trees, or come help me with Libertyville days. We need to raise money to feed the hungry. At times, I brought Gio and Gabby when I'm doing a, when I'm a sacristan to help me do my duties both before and after Mass because I think it's important for them to get a broader experience of what Mass is really about and helping those that need. As a matter of fact, Gio told me once, hey, Papa, the sacristy smells great. Um, and I never also pass an opportunity to tell young fathers who join the Knights of Columbus, hey, bring your children with you. Have them help at parish events or other community events that we have. Be a good role model. It teaches them how to, to live their faith, because that's important. And I guarantee, Catholic fathers, if you just spend five minutes contemplating or praying, you're going to hear God whisper to you, get active in the church, do his work. Get your children active in the work and have them do the, do the work. The benefits are, in, are enormous. My third thought, that as a father must show up. Like I mentioned earlier, my father wasn't present because of the demons he was dealing with. And it pained me that he was never there to see me succeed, fail, for any reason. So I made it a priority to be present when my children allowed me to see them. Or not, I should say, I made it a priority to be present for my children when my work allowed me. This meant and still means attending as many of my children's or grandchildren's events as possible and being focused on them. I made a point to prioritize my schedule to be with them. Being present has allowed me to experience the times they were happy, sad, frustrated, and allowed me also a moment to talk to them about their experiences. And there's nothing more beautiful than to talk to your child and look them right in the eye because you see God's presence in them. Those are some of the times of memories I'm most grateful for. It's those little talks we shared on the call car or on, the, or on the soccer or football field or at McDonald's or after a school event. And even today, I really cherish the moments when they call me up and ask me for advice. My fourth and final thought is to provide unconditional love always, like it says in the prodigal son. If they make a mistake, I'm here to open arms to forgive them. And I also rejoice proudly at their accomplishments, whether they're big or small. I believe that God, our Heavenly Father, was wonder, has wonderful plans for every one of them. He's always holding them in his hand and guiding them through their life as he's done for me. Because first and foremost, his, they are his children and he is truly their father. In conclusion, being a father has allowed me to know God and praise him in ways I never imagined. 
It has humbled me in ways I've never imagined as I have needed and continue to need his help, mercy, and grace. When I consume the body of Christ, I'm in awe at the ultimate sacrifice that Jesus has made on the cross for my salvation. And I know that if he, if I know that if he could die on the cross, I can make sacrifices necessary to be a good, a good father for my family and my children and also be of service to those in need. So in summary, I'd like to really thank Father Martin for giving me this chance, uh, an opportunity, or maybe penance, to share Father's Day with all of you. I'd like to thank Father Trout for providing me time to share my thoughts during his homily time. And I'd also like to thank that uh, you're, you have kind ears, because you know, public seeking is not one of my gifts. But for being such great listeners today and laughing at some of my jokes, I'd like to leave you something that I'm pretty good at. You know, my wife, Julie, yesterday said, hey, can you go to Sunset Foods and get me six cans of Sprite from the grocery store? When I realized I got home, I had picked seven up. <laughs> anyway, have a blessed Father's Day. Thank you very much. <laughs>